Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 1. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined by one of the top rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Happy Week 1, bud. And I just can't believe the first Thursday Night Football game they gave us, the Bills versus the Rams. If you aren't wearing your Gabe Davis shirt during this game... (laughs) It's ripped, um, man. That, it's 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 ripped. It's you done. have to you have to figure it out. You have to wear it. That should be it should our... be in your background by now. What's it doing? Like not in your background. I was gonna say like we we uh you know over on the uh, Action Network podcast channel, uh, we have the other show. Maybe that should be the the, the prize. You know, a Gabe Davis on oh, jersey. You know, where, where we kind of yes. do our props. So uh, maybe that can be it. But Love uh, it. yeah, loving me some Gabe Davis on week one and uh on this episode what we will do is we will break down the thursday night football slate uh, then we'll dive into the week one main slate for dfs and we'll build some uh we'll build a lineup for FanDuel and DraftKings and uh throw it in a tournament so great action-packed episode here to get you caught up with everything you need to know for dfs let's get it started contest winners so uh we're gonna do two contest winners in honor of week one, we're going to double up. So uh, we got the first one is Eric Sparchu. Uh, congratulations, Eric. Uh, thank you for the review. And uh, the second winner is HMX, exclamation point. So thank you to Eric Sparchu. Thank you to HMX. Uh, hit up podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. We'll be doing this all year. So uh, leave a five-star review uh, on Apple, and uh, we will pick our favorites, and we'll give you a free year of Action Pro. Yep. Gets you our weekly projections, a whole bunch of other good stuff there. So be sure to leave us a review, leave us a rating if you enjoy the pod. Let's get into Thursday Night Football slate, Bills, Rams, Showdown slate, who are you going with? 
like I said, what a game, what a matchup. There are so many options. Um, the best, probably the best pure option for the captain slot has to be Josh Allen. Um, he's probably going to spread it around to Stefan Diggs, our guy Gabe Davis, McKenzie's super cheap, Dawson Knox for the, you know, touchdowns. But he's also going to be the highest rostered um, by far, I think. So um, I think Allen Robinson is mm-hmm. the sneakiest option for the captain slot. Uh, he might probably be the fifth or sixth highest rostered captain. So, you know, his, his roster ship's going to be low enough where you can have some different lineups, and u- unique lineups. Plus, he's super cheap, so you can really load up at flex. It gives you some a uh, ton of different options. And Allen Robinson himself has slate winning upside. Uh, I just think he's going to be amazing in this offense. Um, similar to what I was saying, how big of a boost Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were going to get with Matthew Stafford coming over into the scheme. So I think Robinson is going to tear up this year. And what better time to take him than opening night? So I think um, the sneakiest option for the captain slot has got to be Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's exactly who I was going to say because, you know, A-Rob is going to be up against these Bills corners minus Tredavious White. And so obviously you're going to have to focus on Cooper Cup after he caught 145 balls last year. But remember, the Bills – their, their cornerback spots are kind of up in the air. You know, is it going to be Elam? Is it going to be uh, the six-round rookie? We really don't know how that cornerback group is going to shape up uh, on the perimeter for Buffalo. So uh, I think that's, that's you know, if there's a weakness on that defense early in the season until Tredavious White gets back, I think it's going to be, you know, the boundary corners outside. Yeah. You know, they have Dane Jackson on one side. Uh, and, you know, he's, you know, he's been up and down as well. So... You know, there's really a, a, an exploitable matchup for a Rob and who better than Sean McVay to use his new yeah. toy opening <laughs> night, you know, uh, against this matchup. So uh, I like it for the same reasons you said, you know, it's great matchup and he doesn't break the bank. So you could actually yep. still get, you know, a pretty balanced lineup if you go him in a cat this Cause that's kind of, that's the only thing with Josh Allen is that, you know, if you go Josh Allen, you have to, it limits what you could do otherwise yep. where there's a lot more combinations uh, if you go A-Rob. Let's talk some dart throws here on this slate. Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Who do you like as kind of like that last guy, the cheapest guy to fill out your lineup? It's got to be Tutu Atwell. Just because we we don't know if Van Jefferson is going to suit up or not. But, you know, he's shaping up to be a true game time decision. I don't think he's going to suit up. So it's going to be... You know, guys like Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, potentially we see Lance McCutcheon um, suit up. But I think Tutu Atwell is the best dart throw for this slate because I don't think Skoranek's going to be able to see enough targets to really break this slate. But Atwell could break this slate with a single reception. Um, he could sort of fill in that Deshaun Jackson role we saw towards the beginning of the year during d brief Rams um, career. Uh, but, you know, Atwell is a tiny, speedy sort of a deep threat. So if he breaks loose, you know, if they're, uh, if the bills are trying to slow down both Cooper cup and Alan Robinson, even Tyler Higby at could sneak by for an 80 yard touchdown. That's all you need on a slate like this. So I think if uh, Van Jefferson's out uh two, two Atwell is definitely my favorite dart throw. Yeah. You stole my guy again. I mean, did, sorry, I mean, we're just on the same page. <laughs> you know, I have Atwell projected as the number three receiver. I don't think Van Jefferson is going to play. It looks like they're preparing to play 
uh, without him. And I remember something Sean McVay said earlier in the preseason when, you know, he wasn't playing any of his guys. And, you know, they asked him specifically about Atwell. And he was like, yeah, no, we're, we're keeping him on the bench because we have a role in mind for him uh, in week one. You know, like he specifically said that. And so uh, I, I don't think it could be any clearer that he's going to be uh, involved. And the good thing about Atwell, not only can he go deep, but he can also be kind of that uh, like gadget guy and get like five, six catches uh, kind of scheme the ball. So he could do either or either way. I, I think he's just way, way too cheap, uh, you know, kind of at the bottom of the barrel. He's only a thousand on DraftKings on, on their showdown slate. So uh, yeah. I think you got to go with him. And uh, one other one I'll throw out there is Isaiah McKenzie. You know, mm-hmm. the, he, he was banged up, but it looks like he's healthy now. And uh, all the reports out of camp were that he actually won that slot job over Jamison Crowder. So uh, at one point, you know, I was talking about Crowder, like, okay, if he's going to be the replacement for Beasley, that could be a profitable like PPR uh, role. But if it's going to be McKenzie, it's actually better because McKenzie also usually good for a carry uh, in, in many of these games as well. He averages a little over half a carry a game. So uh, he could get some rush attempts. He could get scheme the ball, and uh, he could see a big increase in his uh, routes compared to last year, where he had some games near the end of the season where he was running a lot of routes. But for the season average, it was around like twenty-two percent. So uh, he could be in the sixties or the seventies in that Cole Beasley role uh, in this game. So I think McKenzie on one side, Atwell on the other side. It kind of remind me similar type of players. I think. Uh, and, and both could be both could break the slate uh, in in this one. All right, let's jump to the main slate and uh, we'll talk our favorite stack here. We'll talk our favorite dart throws, uh, and then we'll build a tournament lineup on FanDuel and one on DraftKings as well, uh, just so you can kind of see uh, how we go about kind of constructing our lineups, how we try to differentiate and uh, and and kind of build you know strategize with this thing. So. Let's let's start with our favorite stacks because everyone always wants to talk stacks. I think you know to win a tournament more often than almost always, you're gonna have to stack uh, in, in some way, shape, or form and take advantage of correlations because DFS is a, it's essentially like a nine leg parlay, and you usually need <laughs> like eight eight of those legs to hit, maybe even all nine to win a tournament. So gotta gotta exploit those correlations. So main slate stacks, what do you got? So my my favorite main state slack is more of a game stack. It's uh, Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard mm-hmm. uh, and send it back with DeAndre Swift. I, I just think this game has uh, sneaky shootout potential. It's the third highest total of the main slate. And, you know, I'm super high on Jalen Hurts typically, but uh, week one this year, I'm really high on him. He's my QB two. Uh, I just think with A.J. Brown there, it just it, his ceiling is massive. And I think because a lot of people are going to want to stack Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, I can't blame them. I think the sneaky way to go is go with Dallas Goddard, who this will be his first week one where he's the starting tight end. You know, Zach Hurts got traded week six or week seven last year, and Dallas Goddard was the tight end six the rest of the way. So I've been waiting for Dallas Goddard to enter the season as the starting tight end. So I just love their connection. I think, you know, they could connect for two touchdowns. That's what I'm really looking for here. Um, and then DeAndre Swift on the, on the other side, you know, he's really game script proof, but um, I, I just love having him go the other way. Cause like I said, this could be a shootout. He is a hundred percent healthy heading into the season. So um, he always has a super high ceiling when he's healthy. So I love 
just kind of getting a mini game stack here from this game. And then another game that I was stacking is the uh, Falcon Saints. I think the Marcus Mariota Kyle Pitt stack is pretty sneaky this week. I know we're both high on Mariota. Um, he just has that dual threat ability that we love in DFS and traditional fancy. Um, and I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a big game. I think Marshawn Lattimore uh, should be shadowing Drake London here. So I think it's just going to funnel even more targets to Kyle Pitts. So I think uh, Mariota and Pitts is another uh, sneaky stack this week. I would bet that one is somewhat low roster too. I don't think that's going to be a super popular stack because yeah. I think a lot of people will end up just playing Mariota unstacked. It's interesting because both of your favorite stacks, you actually have a rushing quarterback, but you're you're stacking them, which is kind of contrarian in itself because a lot of times people just go naked uh, with the with the mobile quarterbacks. For me, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk. This is one that it, no one's, like nobody's thinking about these guys, I don't think. It's a new connection. Uh, but looking at this game, you know, Jacksonville, how good is their defense going to be? I don't know. It, it may not be that good. So, you know, this is a game that I think you could end up seeing some points from Washington. And then going back the other way, Washington's pass defense was just dreadful last year. And I still think they have issues at cornerback. They were bottom five in, in pass DVOA. So I think, you know, there's kind of this unknown here with Christian Kirk, you know, after they paid him the big money, Trevor Lawrence, you know, entering year two. I, I just think that Kirk could get a lot of air yards in this game in what could be a sneaky shootout with two bad defenses. Uh, so I, I like going with uh, with some Trevor and some Christian Kurt. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, I love that. I think I we can consider that for our uh, combined lineup. Um, I agree. I think Kirk, uh, he's too cheap this week. And Trevor Lawrence is a guy that I, I don't want to write him off. I think we can write, uh, you know, last season with Urban Meyer was probably, you know, 90% of the reason Trevor Lawrence's rookie season was a disaster. So I like the idea of investing in Lawrence uh, with Doug Peterson there uh, for week one. So I can definitely get behind that. And uh, another one that's completely off the radar, because that's what we're trying to do here. Like, I could, I'm not even going to give you the obvious, like, okay, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Like, we, <laughs> all, we know to stack those guys, but uh, you, sometimes you just find that quarterback that ends up throwing for, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns and, and get a receiver to, 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 to score two of them. And another sneaky one, I think, that, that's pretty cheap is Matt Ryan. And Michael Pittman. Matt Ryan is just 5,500 on DraftKings, and Pittman is 5,500 as well. So Pittman is way too cheap, by the way. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know why he's. It's like there. the T. Higgins. Remember, T. Higgins was stuck <laughs> on 5,400. That's what yeah. I thought happened here. Yeah, he's way <laughs> too cheap. So, uh, you know, and I like this because if you're stacking Ryan and Pittman, it's kind of a contrarian game script stack as well and you could even i mean if you are going to roster damian pierce i think this is the way to do it too because Ooh. you know you would expect the colts to control the game jonathan taylor but if they if, if things don't go as planned damian pierce should have a good game taylor might you know not get as many carries so then you'd also be kind of leveraging that because taylor is probably going to be one of the most popular players at running back so uh, I just like everything about this Ryan to Pittman stack. And uh, you know, I just think Pittman is such a good receiver. And he's like, he, it's a really good shot at leading the weekend targets and leading the league in targets for the year. So I want to get invest on him early while he's still this cheap. Love it. Are you on the Texans plus eight, by the way? I might be honestly <laughs> disgusting, but 
I mean, that's it's a huge spread for uh for yeah. we don't have any current year data. All right, let's uh let's talk dart throws. Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Who do you got? Um, so I think this one's the least obvious one, but um Wandale Robinson at 3k um might be the best true dart throw i, I don't expect his roster ship to be high at all but you know Kadarius tony sterling shepherd daniel bellinger is coming back from a concussion all those guys are questionable they might be playing at less than 100 anyway um and i think the giants are going to you know they're going to be moving wandale around the formation they've been manufacturing touches for him i like your comparison to rondale more with him um i think he's dangerous with the ball in his hand so a week like this where he could see a spike um, in usage, just based on everybody being banged up, I think he's sneaky. Um, at 3K, I would just sprinkle him in tournaments. Like he's not some guy I'm using in cash or anything. Um, but he's he's a dart throw for sure. And then I guess you call this guy dart throw because he's min price. Um, at tight end, but I love Isaiah Likely. This is going to be the last time I think you're ever going to get him at min price. Um, and it seems weird. Like why would we be playing Mark Andrews backup in week one? But I think the Ravens have big plans for him. You know, they're really weak at wide receiver behind Rashad Bateman. So I think they're really going to create sort of a Kyle Pitts, Mike Gusecki type role for likely. I, I believe in that much. Um, he does have a wide range of outcomes. So it would not shock me if he only gets, you know, one catch for 10 yards here. But he does have a high ceiling um, in this potential role. So sign me up for min price for week one and let's go from there. Yeah, I mean, I love how you're just planting the flag on likely because that dude is just a baller. Like, if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't seen this dude, just go watch his preseason highlights. I mean, he has about 12 of them because he caught, what <laughs> yeah. is he, like, caught like 12 or 12 passes. Yeah, that one game. Yeah, he went like 15 for 200. Yeah, but yeah, he he caught about 12 catches in limited playing time. So, and they he was supposed to play week three and they, uh, they benched him outright. They said, you're too valuable. You're basically a starter. So things like that heading into week one are, uh, you know, the tea leaves that I like to read and pay attention to, and they, they're treating him like a starter. So got to believe it. I like the comp to Mark Andrews in year one. Like, I just think that's kind of what yeah. they envision and they just, they don't have enough at receiver. So, um, you know, I think it, uh, you got to do it. All right. I like me some Josh Palmer. We'll start there. Oh yeah. 3,800. Uh, Hell yeah. I, I think he's poised for a breakout, you know, Earlier in the offseason, it was kind of uncertain. Okay, like, is he going to take that next step? But everything I've been hearing out of camp is that he's slated to be that number three receiver now. And that is all he needs because then he'll be on the field, you know, 70, 80% of the time with Justin Herbert, who is favored to lead the league in what <laughs> passing touchdowns and yardage too, I think. So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and we're going against the Raiders in this game. It's one of the highest totals on the slate. So getting Palmer... Uh, for 3,800 is amazing. I, I think that could be mm -hmm. a very profitable stack, even with Herbert, because now you you offset Herbert's price with Palmer. Uh, that's super cheap. Uh, another one is George Pickens. He's 4,100, and I, I don't know if he'll be that highly rostered this week, um, mm. just because you know it's it's Pittsburgh still implied for a low total. But I, I think Pickens, you know, he's another guy just going to be on the field uh, for a ton of snaps. And then yeah. I got a couple of like way left, like probably 0.1% owned. <laughs> so the first is Nelson Aguilar for the Patriots. Mm. I've been hearing he's having the best camp out of all the receivers. And like he's straight up taking Kendrick Bourne's role now. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to be a starter. And remember Miami, you know, they put Byron Jones on the, 
uh, on the injury list. So they, you know, they're a little bit thin at cornerback. Uh, and I think Aguilar, you know, we've seen him kind of pop. Like it's like every once in a while he'll just have a great season or a great stretch of games when you um, least expect it. Right, exactly. This is perfect time. <laughs> Week one yeah. against the Miami Dolphins, a game that no one really knows what to do with. Nelson Aguilar, thirty four hundred. I think mm. you could get like eighty percent, ninety percent routes run out of him. He was at eighty one percent last year. Uh, so all you need is you know a touchdown and 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 you're in business there with Aguilar. And then one more is Jonathan Williams at min price running back for Washington. So, uh, you know, the beat writers seem to think that Gibson isn't necessarily just going to go back to his old role that uh, they want some kind of between the tackles running. And that's why they kept Williams on the roster here. And, uh, you know, he may end up getting that Brian Robinson Jr. role and you're going as a home favorite against the Jaguars. So if there was ever a time for a, like a min price running back to get into the end zone, I think this is it. And I mean, there's a, there's a high end out upper outcome where Williams gets like double digit touches in this game. So, and and a touchdown. So I I like it at min price and uh, I'm pretty sure no one's going to (laughs) be, no one's going to be on Jonathan Williams. The Peyton Barber role. Exactly. Uh, I love, I love the Josh Palmer call. I I was definitely a year too early on that. I think he was my, um, week one sneaky dart throw last year because <laughs> yeah, I thought he, was, he had the he potential. Was. He had the potential to overtake Guyton um, as the number three receiver, and he didn't even come close. Um, not until the end of the season when both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were in and out of the lineup. Um, but yeah, I think this is the year Palmer uh, starting right away this week will be the number three wide receiver. Like you said, there's a ton of upside um, in this offense, um, and then I do like the. Uh, Aguilar call as well because it's kind of murky right now with uh I mean Parker will probably be the leading receiver Myers and then yeah it's between Bourne and Aguilar and Aguilar is what is he like the fifth highest paid receiver in the league right now like yeah <laughs> so I mean yeah he's probably gonna get playing time this week um you know Thornton their top rookie is out for a while Christian Wilkerson um is out for a while so they're they're kind of bare behind the top two so yeah Aguilar like I said he always goes off when we least expect it so like a millimaker dart throw, would you say? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, something like that. Where yeah, he's gonna be 01 percent rostered. So um, why not on week one take a flyer on him? Yeah, and you know Patriots uh, beat writer uh, Mike Rice. He kind of talked about how Aguilar is. You know they're moving him around into the slot a little bit more, and mm. Kendrick Bourne's just having a rough camp. Apparently he was like a McDaniel's guy, and now that like they're kind of transitioning to a new offense, he's just not. He's like in Belichick's doghouse. So, uh, oh, okay. I think I think you want to kind of get ahead of this, you know. And then again, it's the Patriots, so nothing may come of it. You know, we know they have they're having issues with their O line and just offense in general. But Nelson Aguilar, like, what was it? The season before this one, he had like that. He just came out of nowhere and was like a top fifty receiver. Like he <laughs> he does. This, yeah, we suspect this. So yeah. That's the I have both uh, Aguilar and Bourne at 60% routes run, but it's one of those things until we start getting data, um, it would not surprise me if he's around 85 or 90% yeah. week one. So he does have a high ceiling. Yeah, I, I already have him uh, over Bourne. I have him like 80 or in the 70s or 80 and uh, gotcha. down there. Nice. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. 
first in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's uh, let's build some lineups. Let's start with DK. You can have first pick. Gonna have to go with the no-brainer guy on DK, and that is Michael Pittman at fifty-five hundred. Mike, I mean, why is he so cheap? Has to be an error. Um, I mean, his roster ship's gonna be pretty high as a result, but just can't can't pass him up there. All right, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I know what I got. I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey. He, anytime he's not the oh. number one, the number <laughs> one price tight end, uh, I'm all over it. So uh, especially enough. you got that tough Arizona matchup sitting there. It says first. I'm not worried about that at all. Like this is Travis Kelsey's first time in his career. He's going to be playing without Tyreek Hill. Like this is Travis Kelsey. And it's the, like, what is it? The highest total uh, on the main slate. This yeah, is Travis Kelsey's sure. low up spot written all over it. Yeah. Love it. Um, let's see. When, when do we start making our uh, QB stack um, for DK? I, I like Mariota, obviously Winston, Lance Carr. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna force it. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> we'll go from there. We might have to spend down at some point. <laughs> yeah, we might. Uh all right. So you know what I'm gonna do with Jalen Hurts? I'm gonna stack him with not AJ Brown, not Dallas Goddard. Oh but Devonta Smith. I love it. Yes. Because everyone's kind of forgetting about him. And what this is a talented guy who went really high in the draft. And wide receivers these days, usually you see the biggest leap in year two. It used to be year three. Now it's year two. And He's, you know, he's got a guy in Brown who's going to take a lot of coverage off of him. So, uh, you know, the Lions secondary, we talked about it. It's it's, it's weak. So uh, give me some Devontae Smith. Two catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Take that all day. All right, let's see. Running back. God, I feel like Pierce is going to be too chalky, but um, got to do it. We're going to go with Pierce. Maybe we can get cute somewhere else. Uh, I just can't pass up Pierce at 4,800. Well, you think he's going to be the highest rostered back this week? Ooh, without uh, a doubt, right? Yeah, unless unless like unless like one of the nah, because I think all the studs are gonna get like decent, you know, kind of split it. So yeah, there's not like just one stud that's gonna get like a yeah. Najee Najee is pretty cheap, but I think people are scared away with the foot injury. I'm not, but yeah, I just think yeah, I think Pierce is gonna be highly rostered. So I think Devontae Smith helps give us some uniqueness here. We got a. Average of 5,200 remaining for a running back, a wide receiver, a flex, and a defense. Uh, I'll look at defense. I'll take, I'll bite the bullet. Let's see. Give me some Titans D against the Giants. Boom. There you go. 
yeah, it's just you look at that matchup, and you know, I think the Titans. It's good. I think it's, they're going to run the ball, so they the point the Giants' points should be down. And like you said, they the Giants are all banged up at wide receiver. So I, you know, I just think uh, you're going to see. Why isn't uh, Dable calling plays to begin the year? Yeah, exactly. You, you, what the hell is up with that? Thought that was the whole point of hiring him. Well, sometimes <laughs> actually you see what happens when like an offensive coordinator transitions into a head coaching role and they try to call yeah, plays. Just, they can't handle all the yeah the, the responsibilities. So um, hopefully there's just not you know a, a big drop off and like he's still he's really good at game planning. I'll give him that. So mm-hmm. hopefully, but for this for the sake of this lineup. I hope you just yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Titans need um, 3,500 against uh, the Giants. I am going to go with, I'll let you take the next running back. I'm going to go with another receiver. So we have 5,700 per player left and still spend up. Um, I'm going to go with my guy, Mooney. You're low on commit. So that means you're higher on Mooney. I'm, I'm honestly just kind of eh about the whole passing game, but I love Mooney as a player and he, he should get, uh, a massive target share so yeah that's that's what i'm thinking so he's he's in a good price range right now i don't think his roster ship's going to be that high definitely has a high ceiling so just like 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 the fit in this yeah so we got Pittman, smith and mooney 55 55 and 5700 uh pretty economical but high upside <laughs> yeah high receivers so now we got an average of 5800 need a running back and we need a flex all right let's see who do we what do we want to do at running back Let's go with some. You're gonna get wild. I wasn't gonna get too wild. I was think I was no thinking... Jonathan Williams though. No Jonathan. Nah, Williams. nah, nah. <laughs> I was I was thinking of going with somebody like higher, a little higher up. Um, let's go with Aaron Jones at 67. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I think, like you said, Najee's at 64, and I think he's gonna get a lot uh, of roster ship. And I, I don't think people. I was thinking Chubb too. Uh, it's another mm-hmm. one at 65, but I think that range, uh, I think they'll be a little bit lower, uh, you know, in roster ship because I, I do think Najee and then Pierce, obviously, and then people are going to have money to pay up a little more. So Jones is kind of yeah. bit here, but I think this is DraftKings. I think he's going to catch, uh, you know, a good amount of passes in this game and, you know, this season. So give me some Aaron Jones at 6,700. Love it. Yeah. He, his roster ship will definitely be pretty low this week. So 4,900 and probably, you know, shoot for a guy in the 4,500 range. If Mm -hmm. I could find somebody, there's not much. Goddard would complete the uh, double stack at 4,500. That's risky though with a running And two tight ends. No, I know that I do. I do not want to do that. (laughs) Um, But he's 4,500. I was just looking in that price range. Um, And I'm thinking uh, wide receiver, but if you see any running backs that stick out, I don't really. Oh God, Mike Davis. (laughs) <laughs> Raheem Moser I'm any of these guys could pop off but that's that's rough um I'm gonna look at receivers yeah I think it has to oh. be a receiver uh Pickens is 4100 Ooh, that leaves how that leaves Olave is 4500 oh man Ooh, they got MVS and, at 47 oh shit yeah you know what I don't mind that at all for a tournament team where we definitely we have a lot of chalk going on here uh-huh you know, I love me some MVS. I think Sky Moore is going to have a slower start to the season than people realize. So, yeah, I'm going to – let's let's get that MVS upside here. Love that. Let's do it. All right. His, his projection is a bit lower for me, but when you just factor in ceiling, I mean, it's it's way up there. So, yeah, I love this lineup. We have 200 left over. Perfect. Yeah, and no one's going to – well, not many – 
uh, entrants are going to be playing MVS unstacked with Mahomes. So we have even more differentiation. In yeah, well, we have Kelsey and MVS. Oh, with, with oh, no oh that's the only thing, though. That's yeah, we might. Yeah, maybe we should kind of. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I'm totally forgetting. Yeah, you should probably choose somebody else. Kind of dicey. Um. Yeah. Damn it. Get rid of Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> nah. Um. Just some of these guys just have a lower ceiling that I like. Our our boy Robbie with the IE is in that uh, range. He's. he's uh, I don't trust it. DJ Chark getting a long one. That would, that would match. I mean, that would. We have the Smith and Hurt stack, so that kind of plays off that. Why didn't we take uh, Romeo Dobbs at three k <laughs> for the, the ultimate shock we, team? We just need Lazard to be ruled out. It's just we? these guys in this range, like Westbrook, Akina, KJ Osborne. I love those guys, but they just don't have that ceiling we're looking for. So DJ Chark, I, I'm just saying, like he's going to be 0.1 percent rostered and he, he's sort of like an mvs light i don't know i just don't see anybody in this range with a ton of upside yeah i mean i think Mostert could pop off for two touchdowns that's, that's what i was thinking yeah you know tyra boyd has joe burrow as his quarterback nico collins if you like some if you like some garrett wilson to, to break out in week one he's there yeah that's or a lot of rough rough range i think olave is kind of yeah let's let's go with olave i was considering him so let's just go with them. Because he has a nice ceiling. Uh, yeah, that price range is nice. Yeah, four hundred left over. Yeah, uh, always, always try to leave at least like two hundred. Yeah, um, you never want to kind of fill it because you you risk uh, being less dif- differentiated because a lot of people tend to just max out the salary. Exactly. All right, so, so that's our DraftKings lineup: Jalen Hurts at sixty-eight hundred at quarterback, Damian Pierce forty-eight hundred. And Aaron Jones, 6,700 at running back. Wide receiver, we got Pittman at 55. Devontae Smith at 55. Mooney at 5,700. Olave in the flex at 4,500. We got Kelsey at tight end at 6,600. And the Tennessee Titans at home against the New York Giants, 3,500. Love it. All right, let's jump to FanDuel. And uh, I'll lead us off here. I'm going to start us with Adam Thielen at 6,100. I mean, this is FanDuel, and we want yeah, touchdowns. And that's Adam true. Thielen can get us some touchdowns. That's all he's good at. What, 24 over the last two years? <laughs> yeah. Week one, he's never going to be healthier than he is week one. Yeah, I think people are kind of sweeping him. I mean, I know yeah. he's he's not he's not going to get the big yardage the way he used to, but I still think he's a pretty good receiver on a, a team that's going to throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns. So, yeah, 6,100. I mean, they're giving him Love a it. Giving them um, since you bit the bullet and went defense first last time, I'll do it here so we can get a better sense on average spend the rest of the way. I'm going with the Dolphins defense. <laughs> I think the Patriots defense is going to be pretty rusty coming out of the gate. They're still trying to figure out who's calling plays there. I love their their dress rehearsal where the offense was supposed to be on the field. Uh, it was a week two or week three. You know, just get a drive in, get a scoring drive in real quick, and pull Mac Jones in the offense. They had to play the whole half because yep. they, couldn't, they couldn't score on the uh, the Raiders' backup. So this goes to show. I, I think uh, they're going to be a bit rusty. Like I like the under in this game as well. So uh, let's go with the Dolphins' defense. The Patriot offense is just not positive vibes around that <laughs> offense. I mean, maybe they you know they they switch it up, but usually early in a year they kind of experiment. Yeah. So like having Al Galar as the number one target, maybe. Yeah. Like- yeah. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to look for running back here. Let's see, we got the, the most expensive is Taylor at 10-2. I don't want to go that high. We got Henry at 9-7. I like how Marlon Mack is more 
uh, expensive <laughs> or the same price as like Clyde Edwards Wear. Yeah. That's week one pricing for you. Not much you could do about that if, <laughs> if you're a fan duel or DraftKings. Let's get some Saquon in there at 6,800. It's pretty cheap. Love it. Yep. I love that price range. And he's the best bet by, by far for a giant touchdown. They might only score yeah. like, like one. <laughs> yeah, the one touchdown, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, let's see. Let's go with the receiver. I'll let you take the quarterback. I don't know about his touch upside, but I like your call earlier on just the Jaguars this week. Uh, let's go with Christian Kirk at 5,800. I mean, the Jaguars also don't have a bunch of guys that are like, oh, he's going to catch a touchdown. So. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Marvin Jones, good. unfortunately, I think he's going to be better than people think. But yeah, I, I think Kirk's uh, definitely too cheap at 5,800. All right. Uh, I'll, let's, I'll look at the quarterbacks. Let's see. Jeez, you got Aaron Rodgers more expensive than, than Burrow this week. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Let's take let's take some Joe Burrow here. Just nice. Just uh, seventy seven hundred. That's pretty reasonable for Burrow against a non threatening secondary in Pittsburgh. I should really pull a fast one on you and uh, stack him with uh, Hayden Hurst here. I won't do that though. <laughs> Not right now. Uh, I'll do that on my own account. So the question is: Jamar Chase or T Higgins? I'm gonna have to go with their guy T Higgins. He's 7K. Uh, he was dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, definitely not a concern. So love his touch on upside here. Let's go with Higgins. Do it. All right. So we got Burrow, Barkley, Thielen, Kirk Higgins, and the Dolphins D so far. We got 7,600 average. Spend that money. Yeah, we got a running back. We got a tight end <laughs> and a flex. I think we could do a stud running back here. We're going to have a lot of salary. Or let's look at tight end too. Let's see what we got at tight end. See in this and this one, Kelsey is the most expensive. Andrews at seventy nine hundred. Ooh, your boy Kyle Pitts is only six k. Yeah, yeah that's, I told. That's, I, that's what we gotta do. I tried to tell you, man. I really did. I think that's cheap <laughs> enough to to bet on some touchdown regression. Like hell yeah, yeah. So let's do that. Love it. All right, eighty four. Okay, have to spend up at running back. You don't want to do Henry because we already got Barkley. That's the only thing. So Right. Yeah. No, the, I thought we had the Titans defense that was on DK. Yeah. What do you think about? Well, I don't like McCaffrey as much on a half PPR, but he's only 9,500. I mean, I'm looking at, Jeez. I feel like, I, I feel like Camara. Oh, Camara. Cause he's like, I mean, that would be your arbitrage, right? Like it's yeah, like with 10, a uh, thousand cheaper. Cook is also oh, yeah. pretty interesting at 8,400. I, I think that's like that Mixon Cook Camara range. 83 to 80 uh and Najee at 82 like those yeah, are one of the players that have top six or top seven yeah that's the game I was I'm stacking don't have any Camara Pitt stacks like that but I, I do like that Camara Pitts try and best in that game a little bit so yeah let's go with Camara there Love meaning 8300 for the flex look how nice I was you left me with dog shit <laughs> for DK now you, the whole entire board is yours who do you got Got Justin Jefferson. This is so easy. I'm, I'm going Jamar Chase. We're, we're oh, double, we're double yes. stacking Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. Too easy. Too oh, easy. love it. That so, worked out perfectly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we got Joe Burrow, 7,700. Saquon Barkley uh, at 6,800, but should get a huge workload and, and still the best touchdown bet on the team. Alvin Kamara, 8,500 against the bad defense in Atlanta. Then our wide receivers are Jamar Chase at 8,200. And T. Higgins at 7K against Pittsburgh, stacked with Burrow. We got Adam Thielen, Mr. Double-Digit Touchdowns at 6,100, <laughs> giving him away for free. 
And then Christian Kirk is our wild card at, at 5,800 going up against uh, that Washington secondary. That was bottom five last year. We got Pitts at tight end, a little bit of a game stack with Kamara at, yep. at 6K, and then the Dolphins defense at just 3,800. So, yeah. I Love like this team. It's yeah. too, There's no weakness here. None. So, yeah. I'm going to enter that. Hopefully those uh, cash, and uh, we'll be back at it next week. But uh, this is going to do it for our Fantasy Flex Week 1 Fantasy Preview. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, check out our full player projections episode, which is out now over on the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, and every Friday morning this season, Sean and I will have a special night shift episode uh, where we'll preview the Sunday and Monday night uh, DFS slates. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for all our fantasy and betting content, fantasy labs for our DFS models. And you can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles in the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.